0: Come with us, where the corn is popped And the throwback Thursdays never stop It's a magical land, not far away All you have to do is just press play So! Hop on the couch and close your eyes Gonna party like it's 99 Join us, watch the movies of our lives With Blockbuster eyes.
1: Welcome to Blockbuster Wives, where your two favorite 90s babies talk about movies from the era of a certain blue and yellow video rental store. I'm your host with the most late fees, Shea Baby.
0: And this is Stacey, not always kind, but always rewinds. Welcome to Blockbuster, Blockbuster Wives. Wives. Pew, pew, pew. We miss you guys. It's been so long. It's been so
1: long. <laughs> what, a week? week? A week feels like a year when we're away from you.
0: Right. Anonymous listener. <laughs> it's all for you. We know what you're doing. We see you. We love you. We mean it. We have some very exciting news. We sure do. We have our first Patreon patron. Yeah! We are now five dollars closer to Shrekfest baby. Holy
1: shit. Or the the last blockbuster. Either or we'd
0: like to do both, ideally.
1: Yeah, so um I know that Shrekfest they announced the dates. It's in September. And it's definitely in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So we could potentially make that happen if, uh,
0: you know, like mm, 20 more of you or so decide, you know. Or a single person pledging, oh, I don't know, $10,000, $30,000. <laughs> <laughs> we know reasonable. you're out there.
1: We know you could do it. You know you could do it. Just,
0: you know, give her on up. Give us some of the sweetness. What'd you say? It should be our podcast sugar daddy. Yeah,
1: our podcast daddy, please, for the love of God. It's oh. for art. It is for art. It's for experience. It's for the future. It's for the children, okay? They need to see that dreams do come true.
0: And that's why we want to thank Cody for being our first Patreon donor. If you donate to us, you will get a shout out, of course.
1: Yeah, Cody, you're the best. We love you. We always have. We always will. And uh, meet us at Shrek Fest, brah.
0: Yeah, everyone's invited.
1: Yeah, you're all definitely invited. We'd love to meet all of you. Um, So,
0: yeah, that's all we had to say about that. Yeah, now that we got our business out of the (laughs) way. How have you been lately? What's new?
1: Oh, not much. You know, I'm about to go on a cute little camping trip this weekend with our other soulmate, Becca. And I'm super stoked. We're going to Flaming Gorge, which is what they used to call me in college.
0: Wow. Oh, you gotta
1: borrow my paddleboard. I was going to, but I'm actually flying. Excuse me? Yeah.
0: Wow. I'm flying flying to to Salt
1: Lake. It's literally $40.
0: Oh, I love that round trip.
1: Yes. Get at it, I Swear. That's why I was like, okay, well, there's no reason for me to drive because that would cost me like three. At least like four times the amount.
0: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. What the hell?
1: I know. So I was like, cool. It's cheaper to fly now, literally, mm-hmm. than it is to drive somewhere, and it takes an hour and a half. So going.
0: Oh, I love that. That's so swaggy. I know. I'm oh, so excited so happy for you. We wish you could come. I know. I'm having like a wedding palooza coming up. Oh right. Also trying to buy a house, which is like a million things to do, which I didn't realize. All good problems to have. Honestly,
1: hardcore congrats. I didn't get to tell you when I walked in, but...
0: Oh, that's okay. We're under contract, but it's not a done deal, so... It is in my heart. Let's hold the celebration until we close. True. Well,
1: I still feel celebratory in my soul, but I will hold back until we know for sure.
0: But I feel like intense guilt because housing is such a goddamn crisis right now. Why do you feel guilty? Because everyone should be able to buy a house, and it's ridiculous that it's so hard.
1: Yeah, but... Well, yeah. But you shouldn't feel guilty. It's not like it's your fault. You didn't definitely do anything wrong. Not. You did not do anything wrong. And I'm very, very happy for you and proud of you that you're able to do that. Some people just don't want, like, I don't want to buy a house. That sounds trash. <laughs>
0: for me. Like for you. me, For you, it's a beautiful dream. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's a wonderful time to celebrate. For me, I'm just like, eh. But, um,
0: but it is a townhome where we don't have a yard, which uh, sounds great to me. Because... I can be honest with myself at this point in my life. I'm not like a hang out in the backyard kind of person. Yeah,
1: I only am if there's like a jacuzzi or a swing set.
0: Exactly. But like just chilling in an unadorned backyard is not going to happen. No.
1: Plus, I've seen the house and you don't need a backyard with Thank all the you. I was going to say accoutrement, but that's not the right I think word it order. works. Accoutrement. Okay. All the accoutrement that's inside of those dwellings is so fucking rad and you absolutely don't need a stupid backyard who are you the backyardigans? you don't exactly.
0: need that <laughs> they suck no, i don't know kidding. who
1: they are no disrespect they the don't backyard. belong in your house baby <laughs> anyway i'm very excited for you and i'm thinking such good thoughts i've been you know manifesting this for you oh
0: thank you mm-hmm.
1: i lit a candle
0: and everything oh hell yeah i got the witchy powers on my side you sure do oh, yes.
1: mm-hmm. 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 scene perfect god we're great
0: so what are we watching this
1: week this week (laughs) we have watched the sandlot baby
0: perhaps one of the most if not the wait i just said the same thing twice the most iconic baseball movie ever
1: i i truly think so it absolutely shaped my entire childhood i think i mentioned this last episode when i was talking about it but i have watched this movie so many times like grinch level amount of times and we've watched that movie many many times i've watched it so many times i used to fall asleep to it every night like i just adore it i'm so excited to talk about it with you
0: that was gonna be my question because it's like i feel like different movies that we watch a lot of times have different like replay value like some movies are good for getting ready in the morning some movies are good for going to bed yeah this is a good going to bed movie. this is
1: a great going to bed because it's just i mean Obviously, there are some, like, chase scenes and things like that that we'll get to, but for the most part, I feel like it's just really calm. The music is absolutely divine, and it's just, like, such a feel-good, comfy, cozy, warm little movie. I love it so much. I can't wait to talk about it more with you.
0: Hell yeah. So do we want to start off with some corporate bullshit, and then you give us a summary? Sure. Okay. Sounds like a plan. So Sandlot came out in 1993. Yep. That's only three years into our time period, which, by the way, is 1990 to 2010. Period. You may ask why? Cause that is the era of blockbuster video store.
1: Exactly. All makes we sense. kind of say it at the beginning, but you know, we want to remind y'all that that's what's good.
0: Mm-hmm. So 1993, very early on, very pre-9/11, as I like. Very to pre-9/11. These movies, pre almost or a decade <laughs> pre-9/11. <laughs> a simpler time, really. Honestly. i And that chosen the movie. Uh, it was co-written, directed by David Mickey Evans. Mm-hmm. He's also the narrator. He sure is. And he's great at it. This is our longest movie so far, I believe, at 101 minutes.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it stars Tom Guiry as Smalls. And Mike Vitar as Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Hell yeah. Who is so fine. I'm sure we'll talk about that more. Oh, we will absolutely be talking about that. <laughs> you also have a very young Dennis Leary as the stepdad Bill. Very, sexy. Very, very young. Very sexy. Yeah, super sexy. And then you have James Earl Jones as the old man at the end. Thank you, Darth Vader. Spoiler alert. And the budget was $7 million, but it raked in 32 mil. Baby, that's Wowza. what I'm talking about. That is a profitable-ass movie.
1: Yeah, as soon as they got James Earl Jones, they're like, get out of here. Give us more. Give us more, please.
0: Yeah, that's all I have for corporate bullshit.
1: That was, a, that was great. I First of all, I love that they made such a profit because they truly deserve it, and I feel like a lot of these feel-good childhood movies from the 90s do not get the money or credit they deserve. So I'm so glad that they did uh, with this particular movie. Yeah. Um, God, it means so much to me. I love this movie so much. So, the summary that I would like to give is um a small town kid moves to a new city during the su- like right when the summer starts and he sees these kids playing baseball and he's always wanted to learn. So he kind of shows up at the sandlot where they all just play, practice, and he realizes they don't actually play real games. They just kind of play an ongoing game, and he decides to join them, and they all become friends, and then there's a secret of the neighborhood, which is that there's a beast living in one of the backyards of the houses surrounding the sandlot, and baseballs are thrown over the fence, and so it is their duty to essentially get back a very important signed baseball that belongs to his stepdad and that's the best explanation i can come up with right now
0: yeah that's the main that's the main gist. (laughs) kids playing baseball and a scary ass beast
1: period yep who by the way looks exactly like my dog (laughs) let's just start that out right now yes
0: a mastiff right
1: he's an english mastiff named hercules And uh, my dog is a Cane Corso Mastiff, but they really, all Mastiffs pretty much look exactly the same. Um, And I love that. I forgot how similar they truly look. It is wild.
0: Right. And they're both gigantic. And you had a Mastiff before, your current Mastiff. So you're a Mastiff family. Do you think your dad was influenced by the Sandlot? I don't
1: think he was influenced I think my dad has always loved Mastiffs his whole life and I don't know where it started but he's just always loved giant beast dogs uh for lack of a better term and so Mastiffs are like the baddest most well typically they're not very friendly and they're very like lone wolf sort of dogs and that's Mm. totally my dad's steez so
0: well he's certainly not friendly in the movie
1: He sure isn't, at at least not at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And
0: again, we'll be spoiling the fuck out of this movie, but it came out in 1993. Yeah, like, get with
1: the program, you guys. Come on. It has Mike Vitar starring in it, James Earl Jones. Let's get with the goddamn program. Anyway, okay.
0: So why do you think you liked it so much as a kid? Like, what do you think it was that made you keep coming back for more? I think it was...
1: I related a lot to moving to a new place. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, If you guys don't know, I'm from Canada, and I moved to Vegas, where we live, when I was six years old, and I didn't have any friends, and I was constantly made fun of, and I think I just, like, romanticized um, proving my worth to, like, all the neighborhood cool kids that, like, all were super, like, fun and always rode their bikes and caused trouble, and, like, I ended up kind of becoming a part of this like all dude crew in my neighborhood um and I think yeah I just related to Scotty a lot the music is insanely amazing that's what, I think that is the sole reason I love duop so much mm. um and I just also think I, I love how playful they are I love how good of a friend Benny is like he just always believed in Scotty the main character
0: yeah Benny is truly like wise beyond his years
1: yeah wise and really like calming even though he's like very intense about baseball he's mm-hmm. still very like calm Ropes everyone together. He's like, come on, guys. Let's just play baseball. Like It's very, like, almost like the dude mentality.
0: Right. And he is, like, such a, a, an effective alpha leader because he's the best guy on the team. Mm-hmm. He can hit and run like a motherfucker. And everyone yeah. respects that. But he's, like, not a dick about it.
1: No. He's, like, super chill. And he's just like, yeah, I just like to play every... Like, you could just tell he loves the game. And it's not to prove to anyone other than himself that he can do it. Um, and he just loves playing with it like you could tell he just loves being on a team and uh
0: yeah that's why I love
1: it so much did you like it a lot as a kid
0: you know I liked it a lot as a kid and I thought certain parts were so funny like the forever I yeah. thought it was fucking hysterical yeah I wasn't I didn't watch it like religiously but I probably have seen it like a solid 20 times but it has been years since I watched it me too. But I, I, I was surprised how much I did remember. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, as soon as it started, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But there's still enough scenes where I was like, man, I forgot that this happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of forgot the entire ending. And I think it might be one of those movies where I'd always watch the beginning more than the end.
1: I totally understand that. Because a lot of, cause it, that doesn't seem like a long amount of time. But if you're a kid and you're starting it at, like, 7 or 8 p.m., you're getting tired by, like, the mm-hmm. scene where, like, you know... Fourth of July, I feel like that's when you're starting to get real tired. Right.
0: And that is such a good scene to show Benny's love for baseball. Like, it's so genius. Like, how all the other kids are, like, caught up in the fireworks, but Benny just keeps running those bases. Yep. Like, I love the way that genius-ing. they film that. Yeah. Genius scene.
1: It really is. The whole so movie good. is just... In my book, it's, 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 it's so genius from top to bottom. I love it so much. Um But yeah, if you want to get if we want to get started on talking about the plot from the beginning, we could absolutely do that. Yeah, go right ahead. All right, here we go. So the movie starts out like a lot of movies I love so much where they start out near like closer to the to modern day times. Right. So it shows this adult man and he's like walking through the hallways of like a professional baseball stadium and then he gets to this like announcer booth and he sits down and he looks over at this like picture of a bunch of kids and then it kind of like zooms into the kids and then you're transported I almost said transformed You are, you're not transformed you're transported into the early 60s 1962 I believe if I'm not mistaken
0: yeah what I really like about it is the way that this sportscaster gets you back in time is he's like oh my gosh best summer of my life I'm gonna tell you the biggest pickle yeah. I've ever been into and I literally wrote down lol white privilege <laughs> oh my god yes it's just incredible that this is the the biggest problem he's ever had in his life as an
1: adult man he saying adult man. that a dog was the biggest pickle when he was like 12 years old
0: it just cracked me up i was like wow we're and and the movie is like it's very fantasy land it's very americana it's very like picturesque of what i think people wish slash dream slash reminisce what they think america should be oh
1: a hundred percent especially at that time Mm because you know hella shiesty shit was happening
0: over there oh yeah they're like it was perfect it was the best summer of my life I know, and there is a black kid on the team, but I'm like, yo, it was 1962. Segregation was alive and well. Mm-hmm. Depending on where they are, he wouldn't be allowed in that pool.
1: No. And they don't really address that at they all. They do not address that at all, which is rut row, obviously.
0: But maybe they were in a really cool state
1: and it wasn't a problem. They are set in California, in okay. like San Fernando Valley. So I'm okay. not sure
0: what how it would be over there. I don't know when California ended segregation. Me neither. Yeah, I don't know. Me neither. But anyways, yeah. So he, I just thought that was funny, but that's the biggest pickle. And he keeps the saying it. And every time he said, I think he says like four times. And every time I was just like, <laughs> you're like, this is rough. I was like, wow, he really <laughs> is hung up on this.
1: He's one of you could tell he's like really stuck in the past, which honestly, I don't blame him for because his past was lit. Let me tell you what. Mm-hmm. Um, So it shows him moving into this new neighborhood as a kid. He's probably like 12 or 13 they never like confirmed but definitely in that age range and when he's moving in he's seeing this kid who lives across the street and they sort of wave at each other and um he the next scene is him asking his stepdad who's like a new stepdad and you can kind of tell he's like not sure if he should be calling him his name which is bill or calling him dad you know he's kind of like in the middle of that he asks him to help him learn how to play catch. And his stepdad's like, yeah, 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 whatever. And he like looks over, because they're standing in his stepdad's office, and he sees the sign baseball,
0: but he doesn't know what it means, because he doesn't know dick about baseball at all. So then, well, and I feel like the implication was that He says his dad died when he's young. And I feel like the implication, which would have been true in the 1960s, is like because he didn't have a dad, he didn't learn how to throw a ball, and he doesn't know anything about baseball because only dads could teach you that stuff. That's true, yeah. That's like it's true that that would be the stereotype right and i was just like oh my gosh that's so funny that they're like well the reason i don't know how to throw is because i don't have a dad yeah but you know what i love
1: that later they're like um i'm gonna turn you on your ass because he's like my mom won't know anything about baseball and she's the one that educates him on who mm-hmm. babe ruth is exactly because she's a person paying attention yeah she's like a human adult being at that time anyway um so his stepdad said yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i'll teach you sometime whatever so then um he goes he follows this gang of kids to the sandlot that's in the middle of their neighborhood and he's like okay I figure I'll just stand around they'll need another guy and uh it'll be all good and what happens is a ball comes his way they expect him to catch it and he just basically falls on his ass they all make fun of him except for the kid that lives across the street whose name is Benny He's kind of shaking his head at all the other kids in the gang that are laughing at him. Wise
0: beyond his years.
1: Yeah. So Scotty just like
0: runs away because he's just like, "Mm, fuck this. And can we talk about Scotty's hat? Huge brim. I feel like wardrobe department must have custom made a hat with a huge brim to make him look like more of a doofus. Oh, totally. Because it was unnaturally large. It was even
1: because spoiler alert again, he's wearing it as an adult later on in the movie at the beginning and at the end and it even looks insane on him as an adult mm-hmm. i
0: was like they made a specialty ass like a half sun hat for they this ha- man
1: it really was like but <laughs> it
0: worked because it makes him look like a loser it's like on
1: some pharrell shit but not cool you not know? cool it's, at it's all. like giant and you're like what is happening clown hat anyway mm-hmm. um so what happens after that
0: well, while you look at your notes, I'm just going to point out that Benny the Jet Rodriguez, I feel like if you were a 90s kid, he was a good test to see if you were into men or not. Ooh, because yeah. he was just so fine. He was so fine. Like, he
1: might have been, besides, like, he might, I think he was my first, like, actual, like, child crush because like when i was a kid i was in love with chris farley like literally from the time i was like super young so i think he was the first fictional character who was a child when i was a child that i was like
0: damn right i was like oh my god he's beautiful
1: he was he was beautiful Mm -hmm. like truly beautiful um so anyway the next scene is him playing with these little this little toy in his room late at night and his mom walks in and gives him a pep talk and is basically like I don't want you staying up in your room this entire summer like you did this last summer and the summer before. You're really smart and I'm super proud of you, but I want you to get into trouble. I want you to get dirty and scrape your knees. And like, I want you to get in trouble and you won't get in trouble with me. Like how many moms can say that?
0: Yeah, she does a very, I'm not a regular mom, I'm I'm a cool cool mom mom speech. I
1: didn't think about that, but you know what?
0: She really did. And I also did feel she was a little harsh. Like he comes home the first day and she's like, have you made any friends yet? I was like, "Dang, bitch!" Like she give tried him to him say it moment. so sweet,
1: but he's just like, "No, I'm just an egghead," and she's like, uh, "You'll always be an egghead with an attitude
0: like that." I, I was like, "It's right. You're right. It's bad to be an egghead loser." And what like, an I idiot! To be an egghead.
1: I know. I do understand why she said what she said about like, "Come on, I want you to go out and make friends," but like, give him a minute, lady. She's
0: exactly. he's only been here for two I was weeks. Like, All right, relax.
1: <sighs> so anyway, the next day or as I imagine, it's the next day. He, uh, His mom kind of encourages him to ask Bill again to teach him how to play ball. So he does. Bill finally gives in. They go to the backyard. And Bill's telling him to keep his eye on the ball, which is, I've heard that so many times. And I just, I don't know if that's, like, the greatest. Like, obviously, should, Yeah, it's but, not like
0: I'm, like, looking behind me, you idiot.
1: Right, it's like, but you're not only going to, I don't know. To me, it just seems like some quitted shit. Like you're not, you don't need to fully keep your eye on the ball like that. I don't know. Yeah,
0: it's like you're, you gotta have some instinct to it. I also, I mean, let's be honest, Smalls is very bad at throwing. Super, super It's like he's never even seen anybody throw a ball. Like he doesn't even know like the beginning of how to do it, which cracked me up. I was like, even if he's seen like one image of someone throwing a ball he should be better at it than this yeah he's
1: like hand handing it off to people like he's one of the kings <laughs> handing it off to like jesus giving him mur or some shit he's just like please uh, take my like, gift
0: what is a ball i don't know what
1: baseball is it's like listen alien just throw the fucking ball mm-hmm. um so anyway he doesn't keep his eye on the ball quote unquote and then he gets his shit rocked by the baseball so he ends up having a giant black eye but a scene that always has stuck out in my mind is Bill taking a giant ass fucking steak
0: and like mm-hmm. slamming it on his face. You hear the slap. Oh, yeah. I got a black guy playing softball when I was like eight. Oh, my God. And I was like, are we going to put a steak on it? My mom was like, no. <laughs> it's not 1952. A steak on it <laughs> it's like, we have an ice pack that's reusable. You're going to use it.
1: <laughs> my dad would have made me put like... I don't know some like ground meat or some shit on my eye if that ever happened ground
0: meat oh no (laughs) (laughs) like sliding off Ah! it's like dripping off no I'm just kidding
1: um but yeah so
0: anyways these mountains look familiar in this movie yes yeah I was like this looks like Utah and then I googled it sure enough Uh, yeah I couldn't wait to bring that up
1: oh sorry no it's okay no I'm glad that you know because I was like hee hee. yeah I thought the same thing I was like was it filmed near here Mm -hmm. and then yep so fucking excited! I need to go to that goddamn Sam Lott. I oh, will do it. Yeah. I'm doing that Hell someday. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so then Scotty's sitting on the front porch step. He's stoop kid. He's sad. Hmm. He's like a little, you know, his glove's all fucked, and like, you know, he has a black eye, and he looks like a huge nerd. And then Benny comes up to him, and he's just like, "Hey, I'm gonna go play baseball with some of the guys. Why don't you come?" And then he's like, "I can't. My thing is my glove is broken." He's like, "It's cool. I have an extra one." And let me just say, this kid is resourceful. He always has an extra hat, an extra glove. Like, he's always double prepared. And you could tell he, like, wants everyone to be with it.
0: But you know, one thing I noticed. What? Extra glove. Extra hat. No extra baseballs ever. That's true. WTF, Benny? Do you think that baseballs were just... Well, I guess
1: this is the difference. Baseballs get lost real easily, number one. And they were expensive. Gloves don't get lost as much because, you know, you're not like constantly throwing it and shit, but like...
0: But they're expensive AF. I know. So are hats. I know. So it's just weird to me that he's like, doesn't have 99 cent balls. He only has one ball at a time, but he just walks around with extra gloves and hats just in case. You're right. It's very odd. <laughs> I feel <laughs> no, like, like this was a plot that they didn't realize.
1: Uh... guess it's of the the, of the time he liked the drama of it all perhaps it's
0: one of those things where they needed the ball to get lost so he doesn't for sure
1: for sure yeah because you know what? if he always had extra balls the whole plot Mm -hmm. would be
0: yeah i'd be done and be like oh i have another ball end of movie credits yeah like every (laughs) sitcom
1: ever where it's like if you just tell them the truth (laughs) you don't have to go through the next 25 (laughs) minutes of this episode
0: exactly
1: um so yeah so he goes introduces scotty to the gang um and they all, so this is when you get introduced to all the kids. My favorite being, I'm sure you can guess who my favorite is.
0: Is it Squints? No, or but I do. the catcher. Look. The little football kid.
1: Ham, Ham- Bino. The great Ham The great, Bino, Ham-Bino. The great
0: Ham-Bino. He is so great. He's a comic genius.
1: You know what's funny about that? He got cast last. It was like last minute. It was the most. They were like, "Cool, so you have to get on a plane tonight wow. to and go to school. he does Salt Lake City.
0: everything in the film. Like I was, he like he's the one setting up the traps. He's he like he's always the one doing it. It's
1: yeah, great. he and he yeah he just puts in a lot of legwork. He cares a lot. He's very protective he's aggressive i love him so much he reminds me a lot of little me and i dressed like him today on
0: purpose (gasps) she is she's wearing a little striped like crop top and little shorts and we're both wearing baseball hats because we are dedicated to this theme we love a good theme everybody
1: trust um and i still want to go to a baseball game
0: yeah we should
1: do that we need to look it up okay cool um when the month is over maybe we'll go oh yeah um Okay, so this is when he gets introduced to the gang. And as he's walking up, Ham is doing an impression of Babe Ruth, right? All the guys guess it, whatever. So someone was like, the great Bambino. And Scotty walks up, not understanding what that means at all. And he's like, who is that? And everyone's like, what? Because, you know, they're all obsessed with baseball. And Babe Ruth is, you know, the greatest baseball Mm -hmm. player of all time at that point.
0: And they are shook.
1: And they were truly shook, and they're like, what? Like, aggressively. And he's like, oh, I thought you said the Great Bambi.
0: And he was that stupid deer?
1: He's like, oh, yeah, I know who who the Great Bambi it was. Of course. So this is a plot in the movie that you need to remember, because he constantly pretends like he knows who the great Bambino is, who Babe Ruth is, and he has no fucking clue who it is.
0: And let's admit it, we've all been there.
1: Yeah. And you just hope that it won't bite you in the ass, but uh, it really could. I've hella lied about shit, especially when I was younger. All the time, people were like, yeah, don't you know what "Uh huh." I could bring up a very inappropriate... Well, actually, this isn't very inappropriate. When I was younger, I didn't know what spooning was. Oh,
0: no. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: This is pretty inappropriate. Do you think it's so inappropriate that I can't talk about? I
0: think it? you could say it in a way that's less inappropriate.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to tell this story, Jamie, if you're listening, I'm shouting you out, baby. I love you. Love you so much. So, I met my beautiful queens when we were all in our hardcore youth. We were like 11, 12
0: when we all met. Those mashed potato brains were extra creamy. <laughs> extra creamy with gravy, bitch. We oh, were yeah. like
1: we <laughs> were on some real <laughs> <laughs> in the wrappers like we were gonzo and uh speaking of i had no idea what spooning meant okay i had no idea jamie being the savant that she was in these areas to me like she educated the masses okay of what all these types of things were mm-hmm. so someone one day was like I want to spoon you. And I was like, he he hee, totally. And I like went up to Jamie and I was like, um, this guy said that he wanted to spoon me. And she's like, that's disgusting. And I was like, <laughs> why? What does it mean? And she told, maybe you should say this part because I think you can... She
0: said that spooning involved putting a piece of uh, cutlery into a woman. We'll just leave it at that.
1: <laughs> and other things happen afterwards that make it even more questionable. Um... <laughs> So I was horrified obviously <laughs> um being and you're a like, little like I can't believe I girl. agreed to do that. I know I'm like oh no. So then I want to say it was and so like I believed this up and so this was probably in 6th grade when this <laughs> piece of grade. my education came to be. And then in 8th grade some other guy was I don't know why spooning was part of the conversation when we're that yeah, young.
0: Kind of cute actually.
1: It's cute but it's also like why were You know what? Not gonna question it. So this other guy was like, I love to spoon. And I was like, that's fucking gross. And I was so mad. And Jamie was like cracking up in the background. And I was like, (gasps) in it clicked. It clicked that she was a liar.
0: (laughs) Just because your brain got two years older and more developed, and you're like, wait a second. Does this make any sense? No.
1: (laughs) And uh so That was the story there. And then just to continue the story to set it off, Jamie lived with me for a while. Like we lived together for a while. And every morning she would wake up early and she would hide a spoon underneath my pillow. And every morning
0: I'd find a spoon
1: underneath my pillow. And I was like,
0: ah! The dedication, the love.
1: Honestly, that is true love if I've ever seen or heard of it in my life. But thank you for listening to that amazing story of my youth and childhood. Um, Why did I bring that up again? (laughs)
0: Uh, oh, because he pretends to know who the great Bambino uh, Babe Ruth is when he does not, which gets him into a real pickle.
1: That's true. Pickle me up, baby. Um, and this
0: is when we learn about the Beast. Yes.
1: Yeah. So um, they're all like they're all walking to the sandlot because Benny kind of redirects them and He's like, come on, guys, let's play baseball. And now we have a full team. So as they're walking up, Scotty's kind of like staying behind and all the dudes in the gang are talking shit about him being like, bro. You saw that he can't throw, he can't catch, he can't do shit. You saw him fall on his ass, basically, earlier. Like, we're not having him on our fucking team. No. And Benny's like, we need a guy. He's here. Get over it, basically. Mm -hmm. Um. So he kind of, like, makes the decision for everybody. And everyone's like, fine, Benny. Like, you know what's up. But, like, we don't agree with you, but whatever. And so... You know, Benny trusts in Scotty that he will learn. And he does, after a little pep talk from him. And he's just like, hey, I'm going to shoot a ball at you. Put your glove in the air. I'll take care of it. And so Benny basically shoots it perfectly and I don't know why I'm saying shoot, because that's not a baseball term at all. No, it all.
0: definitely is. He <laughs> hits the ball with the bat so that it hits. They always say that they're the great shooters. You know, Babe Ruth, great shooter. A great,
1: a great shooter. No, I have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. Obviously, I don't know sports jargon. I am not a sporty spice. But anyway, he hits the ball directly into Scotty's mitt. The muzzles. <laughs> Everyone goes wild And then from then on No one questions That he's in the team anymore
0: Well and from then on Benny gives um, Smalls like a Two second Throwing lesson Yeah And then all of a sudden He's like oh, And then he throws Like a fucking champ Yep period He's just like Hey
1: have you ever been On a paper route Just do that Let it go and Right he's and, just, and he's like, like And you raise
0: your arm And you do this And he's like Whoa.
1: And it shows that like No one has really like Tried to put it in terms That he would get before Everyone's mm-hmm. like Just keep your eye on the ball Like
0: mm-hmm
1: It showed that Benny had patience and he cared enough to show him, which is so sweet. And I just love his character so much. Okay, so from then on, he earns respect from the gang. And uh, after that, Ham hits a full home run. He hits the ball out of the park. Okay, and it goes over this fence. And everyone's like, oh, man, now we can't play no more. And Scott's like Jesus. I'll go get it chill. So mm-hmm. he like runs up and he's like, you know, climbing the fence like any kid would do, being like, what What is wrong with y'all? Let's just climb the fence and get the ball. And then you hear like the Jaws theme song playing, and all these kids are <laughs> running at him full speed, being like, No, don't go over there! And he's like, What? Get off me! So they like grab him and throw him to the ground. They're like, What are you doing? And he's like, I What? I'm getting the ball. And they're like, You can't get the ball. That's suicide. And so he learns that there is a quote unquote beast in the backyard. He wants to know more. And so they're like, camp out. Which means that they're all going to sleep in their little tree house. Which is like fucking nice. And it also happens to overlook the beast's yard. And it also, fun fact, behind the scenes fact, it was a real tree. But it didn't naturally grow there.
0: They like replanted this tree? They
1: saw this dude in Salt Lake City cutting mm-hmm. this full tree down. And they're like, oh, uh, can we have that? Yeah.
0: And he's like, please.
1: And they put it and cemented it into this giant hole. And then they built the tree house. They also built the fences. They built um, the whole backyard and house of Mr. Myrtle. Oh, wow. Everything in there was man built because it was just like a dirt lot before. Oh, cool. So they, they completely constructed it. Nice Crazy huh
0: I love that piece of set work
1: I do too I'm like
0: I need to visit this place so bad I
1: know what street it's on And everything I figured it out And when I say figured it out I mean I googled it Anyways
0: Hell yeah Hell yes The so, only research that matters
1: Yeah <laughs> Um So This is one of my favorite scenes In cinema period Hell yeah They're all First of all It's like a dream They're in They're sleeping in a tree house In the summer They all have their own sleeping bags this treehouse is so fucking dope and it's like at night and they're making s'mores, which is also just like one of the greatest pieces of cinema. Another ever.
0: thing that Scotty Smalls doesn't know what it is. I know. And he's he's like, like what's this kid doing? living under a rock? He's
1: like, I haven't had anything yet. So how can I have some more? Nothing. And then the iconic line, probably one of the most quoted lines in film of all time.
0: You're killing me, Smalls. There we go. I was hoping you'd take it away. The great Hambino says that, of course.
1: Uh, of course he does, because he's a genius, and I love him. So anyway, he teaches them how to make a s'more. And then they scarf, as Ham puts it, so they taste. It's his first time having a fucking s'more at, like, 12 or 13 years old. So Incredible. be glorious. And then Squints, the greatest storyteller of all time, <laughs> tells the story of the beast. Basically, he explains that... Mr. Myrtle had a junkyard, and a bunch of like burglars would come in and steal shit from there. So he ended up getting a dog in order to protect this junkyard, okay? but what what they showed made me laugh so hard and i forgot how silly it is
0: it's so silly and fun
1: because they're like oh just a regular dog and he like goes into this like trailer thing i guess but he just like throws him giant slabs of meat that literally look like they're from like the, the flintstones. flintstones yeah mm. and then uh when he comes and he's like spitting out bones, and when he comes out, he looks like one of the animatronic things from like the Rainforest Cafe.
0: Yeah, and he's like as big <laughs> as a van. Yeah, he's like a gorilla. So he's like towering over the
1: people. And the music is just so fucking funny. And again, fun fact it is uh, a puppet and it's two people. So it's one oh. in the front, one in the back. Hilarious. Mm. And it was made by the same people as. I wrote it down somewhere. Where did I write it? Anyway, it, w- it was, the costume was, or not the costume. I wrote it down. Hold on. I'm going to find it.
0: By the way, Shay has like four pages. I of really do because I'm so serious it. about this. I love it.
1: Okay. I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember where I wrote it down. Jim Henson?
0: I... Is he involved?
1: E... No, I don't know. I don't know where it's we'll at. Anyway, we'll it. get It'll to it. A, a fun little spread. Yeah, but point is, it's someone who is like very famous for making these types of puppets like created this, which is just beautiful. And um, anyway, so he's basically like, so the beast stays under that lean-to dreaming of the day where he can be basically unchained and then kill people again because uh, a police officer came once he realized that, well, this is all part of the story, I'm I'm going too far into it. Let me go back. So a police officer <laughs> comes and investigates because he's realizing that like hella burglars are going mm-hmm. literally missing
0: and they're eating bones and all. Yeah,
1: so they can't find any trace of any of these burglars and so uh, his grandfather, who is a police officer, fuck the ops, and even your squints. squints.
0: If, yeah. Mhm. His grandpappy.
1: He's like so my grandfather told him that he has to keep the dog chained and under this lean-to
0: forever, forever, forever. And oh my god! I said that all the time as a kid. Me, it, I'd be like, "This car ride's taking
1: forever." And you know what? Still hilarious. Mm-hmm. Still, slaps. still slaps so hard.
0: Fat ass. I bet the Zoomers don't know though. No, they would. They wouldn't know. <laughs> they would have no idea. The Love pleasure. You humors, but uh, you probably have
1: never seen this movie. <laughs> Hashtag missing out hardcore. Um, so then after that, uh,
0: then we have. Scotty. The- Oh, I'm oh sorry. okay. Go no, go on. I was
1: just saying, Scotty. Um, I'm. I keep getting sidetracked. I don't know why I'm like losing my train of thought today, especially about this movie because I love it so much. But then Scotty's like, No, none of that's true. You're making this up to scare me. And then Squint's like, Oh yeah, stick your head at that window and look down. And he's like, Fine, I will, idiot. So he looks down and then he sees like the beast's claw and he's like, Ah, he's down there. And then they're all like, Yeah, dude, we fucking told you. Exactly. So then the next scene is, um, you know, they have to get a new baseball because the baseball obviously went over the fence. So Squints and Yeah Yeah, who's another character who just says, instead of saying yeah, he says yeah Yeah to everything, they go get a baseball from the drugstore. And when they come out, Squint sees the love of his life Wendy Peppercorn.
0: Wendy fucking Peppercorn. An
1: and they bee. And in the song, which. I noticed that whenever he sees Wendy Peppercorn, they play another Drifters song. Mm. So the first one is, there goes my baby, which is one of my favorite fucking songs of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's just like, oh, my God, I'm in love, whatever. And he just like can't keep his eyes off her. And she's like moving in slow motion and shit
0: looking like a baddie incredible and she's probably like in high school yeah she's
1: in middle school so it's like oh my god yeah i think like she's probably supposed to be like 16 or 17 Mm, i think so um and so anyway they go back to the sandlot and it's like the hottest day of the year and so they're all going back they're all like sweating hardcore and they're like this shit sucks we can't play baseball benny and benny's trying to like get them to play he's like we can hella play you guys are being whack and they're like nope we don't give a shit we are not playing
0: they go on strike yeah they they do which 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 they don't do to benny they don't do that Mm -hmm. so you know it's hot af
1: yeah so you know it's like hell to the gnaw. and fun fact about that so when they were filming this scene it was like in the hundred and it was like almost 110
0: in salt lake city wow yeah like freak heat wave
1: So much so that Scotty, the actor that played Scotty, actually passed out and fell into one of the cameramen. Oh, God. Um, Yeah, that hardcore. It was super, super hot. So anyway, then they're all like, oh, we're going to scam on pool honeys. Mm -hmm. So they go to the public pool, which Stacey and I kind of briefly mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And they're all swimming and having a good old time. Which, by the way, I also noticed something this time around watching it that I never noticed before which is that Benny is fully wearing jeans in the pool
0: wait he I is did wearing not clock jeans that.
1: in the he's pool he's in the water in jeans yes
0: what the fuck
1: yes i know
0: i did not notice that
1: also again the great hambino mm-hmm. so much swagger
0: oh yeah he's like excuse me i'm coming through and then like cannonballs
1: yeah but he like is talking to these honeys like he's just like oh, like, oh i remember hey, you, you. Mm-hmm. sexy yeah. he's, telling <laughs> he's, so he's like hey girls he's just like standing in front of a bunch of these like probably high schoolers maybe older than that i women. think
0: yeah there was some housewives in there yeah
1: and he's just like i remember you sexy
0: He's, he's just, so oh,
1: cute. He's me. I swear to God, <laughs> I relate to him so much. It's unreal. Love him very much. But anyway, so he does a cannonball, and they're all just swimming, doing their thing. Now, another fun fact about this scene, when they filmed this, even though it came right after the super hot scene of them being at the Sandlot, it was right around 50 degrees when they were shooting this scene.
0: Okay. And you can totally see Squints shivering a lot, which I thought was like just him trying to be like, I'm kind of nerdy yeah but it that's funny that it was just like legitimately cold
1: no that's funny that you mentioned that because my whole life I thought that because when I get nervous my teeth start chattering it doesn't matter if it's hot or cold and so mm. I always just thought that that was why his teeth were chattering because mm-hmm. I always noticed that my whole life mm-hmm. until I read that and I was like oh my god yeah when well, they probably were just like just keep it it works yeah it looks mm-hmm. you know natural um so, basically, he's, like, staring at Wendy Peppercorn, who is the lifeguard at this pool. And um, another fun fact, this was based on the director's childhood, and Wendy Peppercorn in their life, was named Bunny.
0: Bunny. Which is such so Such an old-school name. No one's named Bunny anymore. I know. It is a pretty cute name. I like it.
1: Um, but anyway, so... He's kind of like, I can't take this anymore. And he's like pushing the guys out of the way, getting
0: out of the pool. They're all like, what the fuck is he doing? Which Can we talk about the rape culture in the scene? It's, it's pretty fucked. Yeah, it's, because like, when he says, I can't take this anymore, he's literally just referring to her putting on suntan lotion. Right. Like sunscreen. Right. And he's like, there she is asking for it. The oiling and oiling. Ugh, I've had it. I can't take it anymore. Yeah, like she and then they even say she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Like he's she's like, like, she's she doing doesn't know for what she's doing. Them. She doesn't know what
1: she's doing and then Benny's like, Oh, she knows exactly what she's doing.
0: And I am just like, no, she's putting on goddamn sun. And even if she was trying to
1: look sexy, who fucking cares? Yeah, it's not for you. Exactly. This is for her badass self in her red-ass bathing suit to look cute up on the podium. Mm-hmm. So go fuck yourself. And
0: it could have been sunscreen and she was simply trying to protect herself from the sun's rays. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's a fucking lifeguard. She's in the sun all day,
1: every day. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, this is a scene that's a little, not a little, it's very questionable. And I'm glad that. They call it what it is mm-hmm. later on, like the narrator, because
0: well, kind of. They're like it was vile, but he was the man, and we all respect. That's true. Him he more, does say and it's, it's like, cool. Which one is it? Okay. But at least he says like it was vile and
1: fucking dirty and low, basically. But he does say and cool, and it's like it isn't but But i think
0: that's a problem is like being dirty gross and cool to to like get with women unfairly is cool yeah i guess but at that time we didn't know
1: a lot about consent Mm -hmm. um not only in like the 60s but also in the 90s when the movie was made i mean we could talk about a lot of different movies that highlighted you know that form of rape culture and it was like cool and funny right, and now yeah. it's like what the fuck is like, wrong with an you
0: adorable little scamp and now yeah it's like wow we really just like encourage that kind of thing
1: yeah it's pretty fucked but so i guess we'll talk about the actual like assault i guess <laughs>
0: yeah
1: um so what happens is he's like walking towards the deep end and everyone's like what the fuck is he doing and then someone's like um I don't know what he's doing but he's walking to the deep end and he cannot swim y'all so he gets on the diving board and he takes off his glasses and he does this like goofy creepy little laugh that like when I watched it this time I was like oh <laughs> yeah it's like oh no
0: like
1: when I was a kid I was like he 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 looks silly and now I'm like oh he looks scary <laughs> a <predator>. as fuck a <laughs> uh, pred- literal predator so he jumps in the water And all the kids are like, oh no. So they're like swimming really fast and getting out of the pool so that they can like try to save him because they know he's not going to be able to swim. He does not know how. And um, so Wendy clocks it right away because she's a fucking lifeguard bad Mm -hmm. bitch. And so she like takes off her, she like throws off her whistle and throws off this and that. And she dives right in and she grabs him and she brings him out. And um, she starts performing cpr on him because he was literally fucking drowning and he's just like laying there. she's
0: good at her job
1: yeah and he's like laying there like lifeless you know and she's like trying to like save this child's life mm-hmm. and after a couple you know breaths in and like trying to hear his heartbeat or whatever she goes again and then boom he kisses her
0: mm-hmm. after winking to his little friend oh yeah he
1: winks to his friends they're like what and then he just like Yep, he full-on Frenches her, which, IRL, he doesn't French her. They actually specifically were like, keep I'm your tongue in that. your mouth, Good. kid. And yeah. Like,
0: this is for real. And then, badass Wendy Pepcorn is having no part of it, and she drags this motherfucker out by his mm-hmm. ear, and is like, you're banned for life. Yeah, she's I'm like, like, fuck yeah. You little fucking
1: pervert, basically. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, and, yeah, so they're banned for life forever. All None of them can go back. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's... I hate the end scene because it's so, like, sincere. He's just like, but I love you. And she's like, oh, you cute little kid. Whatever. Rolls her eyes. And it's like, mm.
0: Yeah, and all the guys, like, yeah, they're like, oh, that was, like, vile, but that's what makes it cool. And it's, like, it's just, like, that whole mentality of, like, men are supposed to be dogs, so when they're dogs, it's, like, acceptable and cool.
1: Yeah, like, just, like, roll your
0: eyes and get over it, mm-hmm. which is, like, mm, no. They're like, what are you going to do? I have a man. you like, You're like okay. I have urges. I have needs. Everybody like, has urges. It ain't just men, all right? Yeah, and I don't Keep give a fuck your about yours, kid.
1: <laughs> um, So, yeah, that's pretty fucked. But, you know, I guess they had, like, a quote-unquote cute moment at the end, whatever, whatever um pretty fucked. So then after that this is when the next scene comes where it is 4th of July. You can see the lights are starting to go down. It's start it's like sunset. It's like actually it's not even sun it's it's a little past sunset. So it's what is that dusk? dusk. I love dusk. Dusk is great. I love a good dusk. It's so fleeting. It's so Maybe that's so, why fleeting, like so it's beautiful. So much. Purple, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. So, you see, uh, you know, Benny runs to Scott's house and is like, "Yo, we're gonna play," and it's the one night of the year where they have a night game. Stacy and I talked about it earlier. Now, I also need to say, I'm gonna talk about music a lot in this movie. The best rendition of all time of "America the Beautiful" is playing now. I'm absolutely. not absolutely. I'm not uh, patriotic at all. But I will fucking scream sing the song until the cows come home. I did literally this 4th of July. It was the only patriotic thing I did. I love the song. It's by Ray Charles. It is fucking gorgina. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to go listen to it.
0: It's fantastic.
1: So that's playing in the background as they are playing baseball at the sand lot, and it's filmed really cool. Stacy and I were kind of talking about it earlier because fireworks are bursting in the air. Ruining the environment, but looking really cool for us. Mm-hmm. And those are the lights that they need to play baseball. And it's And like, this town is dummy rich because these fireworks are like popping. Hell yeah. Well, it's California, baby. Mm-hmm. You already know. And so they're just playing underneath the lights. And like I was reading somewhere as well that like the reason why it was such an important game for them during the year, especially why Benny was like so gung-ho about it, is because it was like the only time he felt like he was playing in a stadium,
0: Aww, which is so, that's cute. so cute. I'm like, oh my God,
1: that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I did, I never thought about uh, it before.
0: Sweet, sweet Benny.
1: And that also makes sense why all the kids are like staring up the fireworks being like, whoa. And Benny's like, I'm fucking focused I'm right fucking now. I'm going to still play ball, shit, baby. All right. Hell yeah, I'm going to swag on these hoes. So he does. And it's just like a really beautiful scene of like, you know. It really shows the kids like wonder and how they're like fully like uh, curious, like children still. And Benny's like super like laser beam focused on the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the next scene is one of my, again, favorite scenes in cinema (laughs) of all fucking time. And I think you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah,
0: the dope ass carnival scene
1: actually no oh the next scene is they're playing a game and that's when another team rolls through oh
0: yes the fucking snobs i literally just wrote down baseball snob scene literally (laughs) yes
1: they are you know they're all wearing like letterman's jackets and like matching uniforms and like they come in all pristine riding all of their bikes and they're like you know,
0: and they want to play on the sandlot, and Benny's like, "No fucking way."
1: Yeah, and they're just like talking shit. Um, well, they don't want to play on on the sandlot. They're talking shit about the sandlot because they're like, "We play on a real."
0: Oh, but I thought they came to play on the lot.
1: I don't think so because oh, okay. they're like, "You I'm need to get the fuck out of here," and they're like, "We play on a real diamond, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you." Mm-hmm. I think they just came to like talk shit.
0: Wow, nothing better to do. Fucking
1: now movers. I need to say this is giving big Shay energy what Ham does because Ham literally marches up to them and is like going full force on all of them while the rest of them like stand back and are just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very aggressive. I know that entire um, insult scene. Oh yeah. Um, I would do it, but I, must, I, I mustn't. I must It'll take too, <laughs> too long to restrain <laughs> myself. It'd be too powerful. <laughs> but basically some of the best uh, insults are thrown out and that scene was unscripted.
0: Oh, I love that. I love how they're like, kids go crazy. Yeah.
1: And that, like I mean, pound on or count on it pee drinking crap face. That was the funniest thing I had ever mm-hmm. heard when I was like eight years old.
0: But then of course the great hambino delivers the coup d'etat. The biggest insult you could ever say. The quote unquote. Which is you play baseball like a girl. And everyone's
1: like <gasps> record scratch, like <sighs> Yeah, it was the insult that ended the feud and then uh, well didn't end the
0: feud they're like we're gonna play
1: well yeah team. not ended the feud but mm-hmm. everyone it was like the mic drop of, yes, of that, that feud and then they're like
0: we're gonna baseball this out motherfuckers and he's like oh yeah
1: tomorrow noon at our field and then they're like bring it on bitch basically and then they go their yeah. separate ways the next day they play the game they fucking crush it they
0: do I even wrote down all these kids can hit really well and maybe yeah. they just got good scenes but I'm like they've also done some baseball training
1: they probably all have they probably all did and uh, you can tell because they are all really really good um, so they, yeah, they nail it. They fucking kill it. And then right after that is the fair scene, which by the way, whenever I shoot a professional music video, I'm doing it at one of these little rinky dink amazing fairs in the middle of nowhere. Uh,
0: Yes, the lights. Oh, the lights, the smells, Mm -hmm, the music. mm -hmm, The chaos. Yeah, it's just so amazing. The threat of death from poorly constructed Tilt-A-Whirls. Very scary. I don't know how
1: many rides I would literally go on, but, like, I'm there (laughs) for the food and the vibes, Mm -hmm. you feel?
0: Yeah, carnival food's the fucking best.
1: So they're all, like, there. They're excited. They're there to celebrate their win, you know, against these punks. And so... Uh, one of the dudes is like yo i brought cha and everyone's like (laughs) well not everyone but scotty's like what the fuck is cha (laughs) and it's chewing tobacco um and they're all like oh all the pros do it we have to have it and so they're all taking some of this chewing tobacco and then they decide to immediately like jump on like the worst ride you could possibly Mm -hmm. go on
0: vomit comment.
1: have you ever tried chewing tobacco
0: no I haven't Me neither have like, no desire
1: I do not either It seems like it's disgusting
0: Based on this movie though It kind of looks like Yummy shredded beef jerky
1: Yeah so they actually mixed um, I believe it was licorice And beef jerky mm, uh, yummy, For yummy, the yummy. for their version of it And some of them Really did get sick Because it sounds like
0: A horrible combo
1: Yeah they had to Not only have that In their mouth But they also made them Really ride the rides So um, And if you've ever Seen the movie uh, You know that this is A horribly disgusting scene so gross it is so vile because there is throw up everywhere and it they do not hold back it is absolutely everywhere it's disgusting so if that's something that you do not like i would skip that whole fair scene for mm-hmm. real um Also, the music again, tequila,
0: tequila, which always reminds me of Pee Wee's Big Adventure of course when he's dancing in the biker bar. Oh yeah, and they like love him for his dance moves. Ugh.
1: You know, I only watched that for the first time like during the pandemic. Really? Yeah. It is
0: so funny. That was the movie I watched like every day.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. When when I watched that, I was like, because you and my other best friend Robbie like that's one of your favorites Mm -hmm. and i as soon as i was watching i was like i totally get why they love it it's it's so so cool silly
0: and cute i don't know if that's on our list is it oh i'm adding it right now audience have no fear i think it's on there but i'll double
1: yeah add it because i I would love to talk about it and maybe we could get robbie on because it's one of his faves too um but yeah so anyway they all get sick and they all end up leaving literally with throw up stained everything and they like horrified the masses because they throw up like on people. It's just really gross. So I would skip it if you are sensitive to that sort of thing. Um, And I I literally wrote, throw up everywhere, and then parentheses, gross.
0: Oh, another moment of just like, wow, this guy's living the dream life. He introduces the carnival of a scene by saying, that night we did. The stupidest <laughs> thing any of us have ever done. He's so dramatic. And I was like chewing tobacco. I was like, okay, Boy Scout, relax. I know. He's
1: Not only a Boy Scout, but he's dramatic as fuck. Like chill, bro. The
0: worstest, stupidest thing you've ever done. The like, biggest really? pickle. It's You're a, dog. a grown man. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, wow. <laughs>
1: you live need to live hungry. exactly
0: but again this is like very saccharine americano that's true he's like a drugs uh, violated uh, my flag and my country and it was uh, stupid
1: thinking it, like, it was the biggest pickle <laughs> in the shut up just <laughs> fucking nerd smack him
0: across the face <laughs> just kidding I don't condone
1: <laughs> we love that you can play <laughs> baseball but fucking suck it nerd Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene they're basically like Scotty's basically hungover. Which I, mm-hmm. I can imagine as a kid, yeah. you'd probably feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know when you smoke too much hookah, and the next yeah. day you're like, ugh. Yeah. Probably like that.
0: Exactly. Just too much tobacco.
1: Yeah, just too much uh, something going on in your body that it's not used to. So uh, the next scene is Bill, his stepdad, is going out of town. His mom's driving him to the airport. Um, and Bill's like, listen, be a good boy. Take care of the house. You're the man of the house while I'm gone. And Scotty's like, we'll do, hee hee. And it just was a moment that meant a lot to him, because it, it, to him it showed him that. Bill trusts him and he thinks of him highly enough to say that to him at that point I think in history especially that's like that was a big thing to say to a kid big deal big deal Yeah. yeah so after that he just goes play goes and plays baseball with the guys and um Benny hits a baseball so hard that he busts the fucking baseball. Like, completely, he gutted it, basically, which does not happen. Um, and so they took it as an omen, and they're like, what does this mean? And then Benny, all he's focused on is, no, we can't play anymore. And he's
0: like, who cares about the omen? We can't play ball. Yeah, he's like, this fucking
1: blows, and it's my fault. Um, and so Scotty's like, you guys, chill. I have a ball. Don't worry about it. And he's thinking, oh. I've seen a ball in Bill's little, like, office room thing. I'll just grab that. Like, how important can that possibly be? Even though it's literally,
0: like, on a pedestal. Yeah, He's like, like I, it's think, fine. I think
1: he knows that it's important, but he doesn't understand, like, the absolute weight and, like, life-changing uh, hippity-hoo blah blah that goes into mm-hmm. what, it me- what that is. So he grabs the ball. They're playing with it. And uh, Scotty, for the first time, knocks it over the fence to the beast's backyard. So everyone is kind of like, oh, that sucks. But yo, that's fucking dope. Like, you did it. Like, look at you. Even Benny is like, oh my God, way to play, dog. Like, that's fucking amazing. And Scott's like,
0: oh no, because he knows (laughs) that it's his
1: stepdad's ball. And he's like, oh, what have I done? Yeah. So they're just like, come on. Like, it's not a big deal. You feel guilty because we can't play anymore and that's fine. We'll just go get another ball. It's cool. And then he's like, you don't understand. That's not my ball. And they're like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. So he explains that it's his stepdad's ball and he jacked it from his office while he was out of town and it was signed and he doesn't know who it is, but it's some lady. What's her name? I don't know, Ruth, baby Ruth. And they're like, Babe Ruth. They freak out naturally. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're like, okay, so we have to fucking get this back because here's what's up. And they explain exactly who Babe Ruth is. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, Jesus Christ. And Benny says... I don't feel so good. Yeah, Benny's like, this is worth literally more than your whole life. And that's like benny who's super nice right
0: And he's like i have to be honest with you because you're my friend you're gonna die
1: he's like you're gonna get murdered in cold blood when your stepdad gets home so they hatch a plan they're like we need to get this back so
0: also i do want to point out that this moment happens a full 57 minutes into the film yeah the climax it is. <laughs> an extremely late time to develop a major block
1: that's so true i never thought about that but that is so true yeah
0: it happens very late they really wanted to like showcase the friendship. Right. It's like the first half is like more of like a poem about friendship and then an hour and they're like, all right, here's what's going on. Here's the real tea, (laughs) y'all. Right, right. Mm.
1: That's a great point. So um, they buy, they all get together and they scrounge up some change to buy just any old baseball that they could find and they signed it themselves. They like forged a Babe Ruth signature just because they're I like, I thought
0: it looked pretty good. Yeah. Well, it, they did it to like, so, so there'd be a placeholder so that the ball wasn't obviously missing.
1: Right. So, like, Betty just says, like, it's not like his mom's going to know the difference. So then Scott goes back home, he puts it on the little pedestal thing, and then the mom walks in and she's just like, uh, Bill doesn't like you to touch his things, but let me educate you on who Babe Ruth is and why this is so important. And he's like, great. He's Even like, my ring, mom knows ring, who it is. Ring,
0: ring, ring, ring. I also felt like mom was giving like, scared for her life vibes. And I was like, I think Bill uh, strikes everybody, like, as an abuser. Oh, uh, yeah. She's like, you know, Bill doesn't want you in here. And I was like, uh, get
1: out of there, run. Yeah, it's like, he's just in an office lady, chill. Yeah, And she, her eyes are, like, kind of wide. And she's
0: like, you shouldn't be in here. And or, like, like you know, oh even when she was like, just ask him. Go ask yeah, him to play okay. ball. It's like, uh. And I was like, uh, Bill definitely smacks a shit out of all of them. Which at- it was 1962. Yeah, he, your child absolutely, did. he mm-hmm. absolutely did. He absolutely did. Which is sad as fuck, but
1: um. So anyway, after that, they hatch a bunch of like Rugrats level schemes to try to get this. Yeah, they're ball all back. super fun. Yeah, they go like, what are some, can you remember some of them?
0: So there's lots of attempts to like lift the ball over with like extended devices. Right. None of those work. They try to lower a kid over the side <laughs> of the fence, and he almost gets eight. Yeah, yeah. But the most extended one is they like rig this weird vacuum machine to suck up the baseball. And then, of course, like, the beast bends the pipe, so the vacuums start overheating. And instead of just um, turning the vacuums off because they have little mashed potato brains, they're like, everybody run! <laughs> it's going to flow! <laughs> and then, like, you just see a dust explosion. But it's super cute because the one little brother, what's his name? Well, he's the older brother Oh, he's of the, the two. older brother of the I think two it's who Timmy. repeat each other. Yeah. yeah. He gets left in the blast, and he seems him just, like, come down, and he's all dusty, and he goes, he goes... I think I know what's wrong. If anything, I blame myself. We've been going about this all wrong. And so then they then they try their like final trick, which was what was it again? What's like the last thing they try?
1: The last thing they tried was um they used all of his like little metal toy pieces to make like a um what was it?
0: Oh yeah, like a robot. Yeah, like something. a rover <laughs> robot
1: thing. <laughs> Yeah, and then that, that oh it was fails. like a catapult
0: yeah and then the catapult also fails and then benny is like yo i know what i gotta do but only because he gets visited by a special person
1: very true but really quick i need to say this the scene where the kid gets left in the tree house and there's like dust all over him and he walks out when i was re-watching it again as an adult because i haven't watched it too many times as a grown-up um, I remembered that when I was a kid, I did not understand that scene or like who that kid was. So I thought it was like a wise ghost child. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> and so like when I'm
1: watching it as an adult, I'm like, it's so obvious that it mm-hmm. was like Timmy or mm-hmm. whatever, but like
0: I was cracking up that's last so night. Funny. So I was like, like was I literally it thought, thought it was a ghost. Oh my God. That's so Speaking funny. Of, Speaking yeah. of ghosts. Yeah. This for is me. where Benny gets his big idea. Um, so
1: Benny has a dream that Babe Ruth comes and visits him in his bedroom. And he gives him like a giant pep talk that's like, bro, every it's like on some Eminem shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, everybody gets one chance. You have a chance to do something great. And then like, you know, he drops the fire line, which is there's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Follow your heart, kid, and you'll never go and so Betty knows what he has to do. He knows well,
0: I mean, doesn't Babe Ruth like literally tell him like you have to go get the ball?
1: Yeah. He's like, well, he just says, he's like, what's the, I heard you're in a pickle. Like, what's the pickle? And he's like, uh, there's a giant gorilla dog thing that has the ball. And like one kid tried already and he got eaten. And then Babe Ruth is literally like, okay, well, hop over the fence and get it. And then he's just like, so cavalier. Yeah, I think he's
0: like, oh, is that true? And like, he's like, that's not fucking true. He's like, Go you know, know that's not true. Yeah, that exactly. seems like <laughs> horseshit. Just do it. And by the way, Babe Ruth has like this very neat old footage effect that mm. they use. It's a very cool piece of film. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that in another movie. Yeah,
1: it's very neat. In the same way. It was really, really cool. Um, and so when he wakes up, he knows what he has to do. So he brings everybody to the sandlot. He shows off his amazing new PF Flyers, which, honestly, chef's kiss. Such a good fucking shoe.
0: Yeah, I didn't know it was real, so I asked Brent. I was like, are PF Flyers a real thing? He's like, oh, yeah, like they were a big deal in baseball.
1: They were a big deal in baseball. They brought them back for a short time when this movie got brought out. They stopped making them for a while, and then they brought them back again. Uh, And I think they're just back now, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Um, So... Everyone's begging him not to do this, but he's like, I have to do this, you guys. So he jumps over the fence. He lands and he's, you know, in this like big backyard, kind of semi like junkyard situation. And totally vulnerable. He sees the chain that would be attached to the beast, but he doesn't see him yet. He just knows that he's there and he sees the ball and it's like a little bit far away. And then. It's like a western standoff, do, 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 do. and the beast starts like slowly walking out of his little lean-to, and they're literally at like a standoff, like they're standing on either side of the backyard, and the baseball's in the middle, and they're just like staring at each other, and all of a sudden this music starts up as Benny's like kind of revving up his engine, quote unquote, which is you know him just like pressing his shoe down, and then he runs, and the beast runs. And he grabs the ball and runs and jumps over the fence. The beast breaks off his chain and the fence is so high that Benny's like, yay. Like they're all celebrating Mm -hmm. thinking, okay, there's no fucking way. And then they look, the beast is jumping over the fence, baby
0: i feel like this scene really captured like childhood whimsy and imagination where things really did seem so much bigger and scarier when you're a kid and then you look back like for example i'll never forget i used to think that smash or smash splash (laughs) mountain was like the size of a skyscraper it is pretty massive but when i was a kid i was like it's like a 70-story building totally and then i went back as an adult and i was like oh that's it (laughs) that's not that crazy i was like that is significantly smaller than I thought. Or Tournament of the Kings here in Vegas. It's like this medieval show. When I was a kid, it was like football stadium size. (laughs) went on for miles. And then I went back as an adult and I was like, this is very small. I totally know what you mean. But it's so small.
1: I felt that way about the Meadows Mall.
0: Oh yeah, and you're like, this I was is like, big at all.
1: this is the big. I will never understand the layout of this. I don't know how anyone remembers where any of the stores are. And then when I go back as an adult, I'm like, oh, it's like the smallest shit ever.
0: Yeah, so it's like it's totally like cute how they they like give reality to these kids' fantasies and like the dog is huge mm-hmm. and, and it's like chasing him around. Mm-hmm. Which the dog is big, but he's not a fucking he's like gorilla. Not size of a bus, right? Exactly.
1: <laughs> so the dog starts chasing him, and Benny's running, and he's running all over town. He's jumping on tables He is running through movie theaters Breaking screens Like He is just running all over town Trying to just take what's his Which is the ball Well not his but you know what I'm saying And the dog is chasing him everywhere he decides to go And finally He gets back to the sandlot And he jumps over the fence To get away from the puppy So he's back in the beast's backyard And as he's doing that Um, the dog, uh, you know, the beast jumps over the fence as well and the fence breaks and lands on the dog Mm -hmm. and (gasps) And he's in a lot of pain and he's not moving and it's like, Oh
0: no. So it's
1: like, it's almost like, it's a slight moment of relief for a split second but then you realize wait the dog is like really in pain and he's like
0: crying and it's really mm. sad and scotty smalls like everyone else is just kind of looking like what do we do and scotty's like you gotta help me like he's in pain and yeah. so they all lift the fence off the dog and the dog is like we're best friends now basically yeah the dog just sits
1: there and stares at him and everyone's like freaking out like oh no what's he gonna do and then he just licks his face to
0: thank him which
1: is so sweet it's so sweet and uh then the dog just he's like come follow me you know he kind of like nudges them to be like come follow me so he goes around the corner and he's digging up a hole and what he's digging up is like every baseball that's ever landed a goddamn jackpot yep so he's just kind of like here's my thank you which is so cute yeah
0: and what's so funny is like during all these scenes of trying to get uh the ball back I was like this homeowner is very checked out like how does he not realize anything that's happened but then Scotty takes the dog back to the owner and you find out he's blind. Yeah. And I was like, ah, Which is a perfect. I forgot about that. That makes a lot more sense. It is a perfect reason for right, why. Because he- I was like, he doesn't see these kids like dangling over his backyard and building robots and exploding vacuums.
1: Right, and, and he even mentioned, he's just like, oh, that's what all that racket is, you know? And he's like, <laughs> right Jesus. Like,
0: okay, that's all right, Zimla. one step ahead.
1: Yeah, so as Stacey mentions, like, they knock on his door to be like, hey, we're returning your dog, uh, and they're, like, pointing towards the fact that, like, mm, he's been chasing us around, hee And so uh, everyone always, said, like, Squint specifically was like, no, this guy is so scary, old man Myrtle, You can't. we can't just knock on his door, he'll murder us in cold blood. And so he's just like, what? Uh, so a baseball got thrown over the fence. Is that what's up? He's like, you could have just knocked on the door. I would have gotten it for you. And everyone just like starts basically beating the shit out of Squints because yeah. they're like, why did you tell us that? So then um, Mr. Myrtle invites uh, Scotty and Benny inside. They go inside and they see like an insane amount of baseball memorabilia. And uh, they tell him, you know, what happened with the with the ball and. Uh, Mr. Myrtle's like oh you're in trouble kid aren't you and he's just like yep so he kind of explains what happened and he's just like hold on I think I have something for you and he goes in this case and he brings out a baseball that is signed by every single 1927 Yankee including Babe Ruth. So it's like even better
0: although I mean I do think that the stepdad got the Babe Ruth ball from his dad. He did. So that part of it is lost. Yeah, it's a sadly. sentimental But he does get, like, offered a really cool ball. Mm-hmm. And it's very nice that Mr. Myrtles to get that ball away because, wow. Yeah. Thousands of dollars worth.
1: Totally. And he kind of, he, like, you find out, you know, pretty soon after that, that uh, there's, like, a picture of him. And Babe Ruth and then another famous baseball player. And they're like, wait, you knew him? And he's just like, yeah, I played with them. And he's like, and I would have beat Babe Ruth's record too if uh, this hadn't happened, you know? Oh, it's what? so
0: funny. He goes, and I would have beat him too. And then fucking Scotty Smalls, <laughs> bold as hell, goes, if you didn't go blind. and He's, just <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. Yeah, fucking thanks. <laughs> I was um, like, wow, Scotty. Delicate. I know. Really uh, delicate subject you That's so, did, like, so well. Because you went blind, right? because he went fucking
1: blind because he can't see um so yeah and then he's just like yep and so he said like they basically say we can't accept this this is like too crazy and he's like listen how about you come back once a week to talk about baseball and uh we'll call it even and yeah so, you can
0: tell he's you. like lonely yeah it's, it's so cute. sweet
1: so they do and then the uh the movie just ends with Scotty being a uh, an MLB. That's what it is, right? MLB. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, Major League Baseball. Got it. Uh, an MLB announcer, and he's announcing a professional baseball game, of course. And Benny is on the team.
0: It's so cute. And the reason you know it's the kid is he's wearing that fugly hat again.
1: Yeah, it's real fug. And I don't understand what is happening with the wide-brimmed Florida grandma (laughs) baseball. It's truly disgusting. Um, But yeah, you know it's him. And then they kind of do like a little point and wink when the Dodgers win, which is the team that Benny's on.
0: And I thought adult Benny was fine as fuck, too. You know why? Why?
1: He's the guy who plays Benny's older brother. No way. Yes, he is. No way. Yes.
0: Oh, my God. What a fine-ass family.
1: I know. Super fine.
0: But, yeah, they look so alike. Oh, huh? okay. Gotcha.
1: Um. So, anyway, and that's how the movie ends, and it's just
0: so sweet. It's very cute. No after credits scene, right?
1: No, but I do love... I forgot to mention, actually, that before that scene... Or is it before or after... I think it's after actually. Well, I don't know. They explain everything that happens to the kids when they get oh, older. Oh
0: yeah, and the vacuum explosion kid like becomes like an engineer, and he invents what is it again? Mini malls. Mini malls. That's what it is.
1: Um, and then I think it's Bertram is the kid's name. He gets lost in the '60s, quote unquote. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like a professional bungee jumper, mm-hmm. and the reason why he got mm-hmm. that idea is because of them roping him up and, you know, lowering him down in the backyard to get the baseball from the Beast. And Squint marries Wendy Peppercorn and they have nine kids, Blech. and they own the drugstore. Vince I think it's Vince's mm-hmm. Drug Mart or whatever. Which, by the way, that exact drugstore was also in a bunch of Halloween movies, fun fact.
0: Oh, okay. So, it looks like a – I thought maybe it was a set.
1: mm I th- well, I think so, but, yeah. like, the same exact store set, yeah. whatever, is used in a bunch of other movies. And uh, so, I mean, if you want to think about it, Mike Myers and all these uh, Sandlot kids. Shared
0: universes. Shared universes. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. And then the Great Hambino, remember what he becomes?
1: A professional wrestler. Yes, I love it. And his name is the Great Hambino, mm. and I love it so fucking much. Um, But, you know, I just... I adore this movie. I'm so glad I got a chance to watch it again.
0: Yeah, it was really nice watching it again because, like I said, I had remembered certain scenes, but I didn't remember, like, what order they came in or how they tied together. I'd forgotten a lot about the dog chase at the end and, like, the ending and how it wrapped up. But, Mm. yeah, just certain scenes, like the carnival scene, the pool scene, forever. Forever. Like, just, uh, like, so iconic. Seared into your memory.
1: Straight up, even if you, like... Even if you've never seen The Sandlot in your life, I'm sure you understood at least like one or two of these references that we made because they're just they go beyond watching the movie. They like work in real life and I don't know. I just love it so much it, and it still pretty much holds up mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah. Um you know it was supposed to be called Boys of Summer, which oh, is also one of my favorite songs.
0: Oh, yeah, it's a great song.
1: Boys but because of, of summer. There was another, there was a book named Boys of Summer that was also about baseball. They're like, we can't do it.
0: I really like the Sandlot. lot.
1: I do too. It works way better. Hmm. Um, simple.
0: But yeah, I think
1: that's pretty much all I have. Do
0: I have anything else? Let's see. Do you have any fun facts? You want me to try to figure out who made the beast? What'd you say? want me to try to figure out who made the beast?
1: Yeah, I know I have it written down somewhere and I don't know where I wrote it. Let me see.
0: Puppeteer genius Rick Lazzarini.
1: Who did?
0: Let me look him up. Right here. (laughs) He's head of the character shop, which I think did a lot of different monsters. Let me see here. Rick's amazing work has been featured in films such as Pirates of the Car- Caribbean on Stranger Tides, Snakes on a Plane, Willard, Big Trouble, Mimic, Dude Where's My Car, Casper, Outbreak, The Santa Claus, Hocus Pocus, Ghostbusters, Spaceballs, and many more.
1: Damn, okay. There is one, another one that oh, I did. Just...
0: A- Alien, I think? Wow. Where... Yeah, he's just done a lot of uh, monsters. Yeah.
1: Either way, it's an incredible little puppet thing, and it's so damn funny, and I love it so much.
0: Yeah, it's very adorable.
1: Um, Thank you for looking that up, because I was just You're
0: like, welcome. I, I saw this. Where did I see it? Yeah, was that one of the trivia questions? Am I hitting it out of the park? Yeah, baby. I think we actually went over a couple of them already. Um, oh,
1: I love that. So Feels let like me... freebies. <laughs> okay. Um, where is it? Why am I losing all of my stuff here? (laughs) Okay, here we go. Number one, what year is this movie supposed to be set in? 1962. Yes. Who is the great Bambino? Baby Ruth. Baby Ruthie.
0: Baby Ruthie.
1: (laughs) When is the one night game of the year?
0: Fourth of July. Who is Squint's one
1: true love? Wendy Peppercorn. How many kids do they have? Nine. Which state does the Sandlot take place in the movie? Not like in real life.
0: California.
1: What insult does Ham use that quiets the
0: crowd? You play baseball like a girl. We've literally done all of these. Yep. Why did the boys get sick at the (laughs) fair? They were eating chah. How long did the boys get banned from the
1: pool? forever and lastly which team does benny end up playing for professionally
0: the dodges
1: bam you got it 100 percent colors baby we had
0: done this at the beginning it would have been not good it's all good you you killed it and you know what i have ready what do you have a personality yes oh my god this is a buzzfeed original so you know it's not going to be 50 goddamn questions every time we just have to do buzzfeed quizzes yep If you were a kid from the Sandlot, which one would you be? Ooh, I'm so excited. Subtitle, you're killing me, Smells. All right. Pick a position in baseball. Pitcher, catcher, first base, second base, third base, shortstop, left field, center field, right field.
1: I don't know what any of those mean, but um, was catcher in there? catcher's in there you okay i'll do it, catcher babe.
0: choose a sport other than baseball basketball football softball volleyball track and field wrestling soccer swimming and lacrosse swimming, swimming. pick something sandlot related <laughs> this is great s'mores the beast Wendy, oh, this spells it peppercorn. It is peppercorn. I thought it was peppercorn. Oh, close. no, yeah, it's peppercorn. Okay, Wendy, peppercorn, the great bambino, 4th of July carnival, the treehouse, the heater pitch, Mr. Myrtle, or P.F. Flyers?
1: Oh, my God. So many of these are my favorite things. Um, I have to go with... The treehouse.
0: Treehouse. Pick a quote from the Sandlot. This kid's a square. Is that your sister out in left field? L7 weenie. Forever. You're killing me, Smalls. There's heroes and legends. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Just stand out there and stick your glove out in the air, and I'll take care of it. And last but not least, you mix your Wheaties with your mama's toe jam.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the one. That's the one. You mix your Wheaties with your mama's toe jam. He bobs frapples in the toilet and he likes it. You play ball like a girl. Okay, I had to do that part at least.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. Pick an animal. Dog, cat, giraffe, elephant, penguin, hippo, lion, horse, panda. Hippo. Hipper. Rename Hercules. <laughs> Fluffy, Brutus, Fang, Max, Rocky, Bear, Bambino, Rex, or Hunter? Gotta do Fang. Fang. You are fucking Hamilton yes! Ham Porter. Oh, my God. Uh, I wish they had a little description, but they oh, don't. Oh, they don't? So I'll just That's okay. Own. You're fucking cool, and you rock a striped shirt like a motherfucker. Fuck yeah, and
1: I'm wearing a striped crop shirt right now, baby. Oh, okay, yeah. Let me do
0: you. Okay. <clears throat> Pick a position in baseball. Shortstop, because that's what I played when I was briefly in a softball league, which I fucking hated. I did not enjoy it. Shorty stop. Shorty stop. Choose a sport other than baseball:
1: basketball, football, softball, volleyball, track and field, wrestling, soccer, swimming,
0: or lacrosse. Is tennis on there?
1: No. Mm, I know you picked too. That one. Which one? Swimming. Got it. Okay. Cool. We love a good swim. Mm-hmm. Pick something Sandlot related. S'mores, the Beast, Wendy Peppercorn, the Great Bambino, Fourth of July Carnival, the Treehouse, the Heater Pitch, Mr. Myrtle, or PF Flyers. I'm gonna go with the Beast. Uh, cutie, Bugsy. That's my dog's name. Pick a quote from the Sandlot. This kid's a square. Is that your sister out there in left field? They they uh forgot naked, he says naked. Mm-hmm l7 weenie forever you're killing me smalls there's heroes and legends heroes get remembered but legends never die just stand out there and stick your glove out in the air i'll take care of it or you mix your weathies with your mama's toe jam i think the first one this kid's a square yeah that's pretty fucking amazing <laughs> um pick an animal dog cat giraffe elephant penguin hippo lion horse or panda
0: penguins stood out to me
1: i love penguins
0: Rename Hercules. Like, is that not Bugsy? So cute.
1: Okay, Fluffy, Brutus, Fang, Max, Rocky, Bear, Bambino, Rex, or Hunter.
0: I like Brutus.
1: Brutus is what we were gonna name Bugsy. Really? Mm -hmm. Uh... (gasps) You're
0: squints. (gasps) Yes. Yes, He looks like Stevo. Yeah, he does look like Stevo and Michael Squints palidor. Now he's like fully tatted. He's yatted he is? up. Yes, mm-hmm. This guy? Yeah. What? Wow. Fully yatted up. Go Squints.
1: Also I need to state that a lot of these kids were in different episodes of Boy Meets World and a handful of these kids were also in the Mighty Duck series including oh, Benny um and after that he like literally fell off. Oh. I think he's just like a family man and he just doesn't want to be associated with Oh yeah, the I looked shinlet.
0: this up. He's a firefighter huh he's a firefighter oh of course mm-hmm. he is mm-hmm. jesus Being a christ friend and saving the world no big deal
1: wow of course he is
0: anyway wow wow amazing this is our longest one yet
1: i was gonna say i feel like i like totally bogarted this entire conversation
0: no you were passionate it's one of your favorites it is this really is gonna be me during Wee's big adventure like, thank, you <laughs> <me the space>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for allowing me the space thank you for allowing me Oh of this. course. It's an iconic fucking movie. We had to do it for baseball month.
1: We really really did. It is one of my all-time favorites. It it was like as soon as I knew that we were doing this podcast, it was one of the first movies that came to my mind. So I'm so glad that it was one of the first,
0: and I hope you guys enjoyed it so much. And quite clearly, you don't need to like baseball to like this movie, because we no. both don't really give a fuck.
1: It's mostly like about friendship and getting into shenanigans. Yeah, and... it's actually
0: not a whole lot of baseball.
1: No, like I guess that's the underlying like string that attaches all the different parts of it, but it really is about like friendship and mm-hmm. um, tenacity.
0: Having fun with your homies.
1: Ho- having fun with your homies and believing in yourself.
0: What could be better than that? Honestly. We hope that you all believe in yourselves.
1: Please believe in yourself. Believe in your friends. Stick up for the little guy.
0: And believe in us and become a patron.
1: (laughs) Believe (laughs) in us more than you currently do, (laughs) except for Cody.
0: $5 a month worth.
1: Cody, we love you. Mm -hmm. Again, thank you so much for supporting us. All of you, though, thank you for Mm -hmm. listening. listening. Just you listening and, and... you know, following us on social media and everything is support enough, to be honest. Yeah. We just love that any of you are listening. Um, and if you want to and you haven't added us on Instagram yet, please do at Blockbuster Wives uh, on Instagram. And then also, if you ever have any questions or anything like that, please feel free to email us at Wives at gmail.com. We also have one question. Um, we told you guys that we do like a different uh, question asked from the audience every episode from now on, or at least that's what we decided to do. That's and so our we're doing
0: dizziest daydream.
1: Yep. And so our question is, what shoes would you choose to wear
0: if you had to pickle the beast? Stacy, you go ahead. Oh my I God. already know your answer. It's so easy. It's fucking Crocs. <laughs> Crocs that are in four-wheel drive for maximum speed and comfort. Ribbed for your pleasure. Ribbed for my pleasure. (laughs) Washables when you get in that nasty-ass dirt and cake shit. You just fucking rinse those things off. Hose them off. You good, baby? Do you think you
1: could run in them like full speed?
0: I can't say I've ever
1: tried. Maybe we should try. Maybe
0: we should try. We'll report back in a future episode about that.
1: I could be the beast. I'll chase (laughs) you.
0: We could film it.
1: Uh, that would be fun. I'll chase you, mm-hmm. and we'll test your croc game. Oh, hey, that actually yeah. is fucking mm-hmm. fantastic.
0: I, we have that long ass hallway. I'm I'm
1: fucking down. That's amazing.
0: My neighbors might be like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck is going on around it? I think remember the last time I've actually tried to run as fast as I can. It's been probably years. Wait, you can't
1: remember? Or you can't. I can't. Uh, I'm trying to think of when I did.
0: Hmm i don't remember right it's not something i ever want to do but for this i will yeah i
1: do remember actually it was at the black lives matter protest when we were getting shot at by the cops Mm -hmm. by rubber bullets Mm -hmm. and we had to run away because they're fucking idiots anyways Mm -hmm. that was the last time i ran like full speed nice okay yeah i can't remember yeah
0: but yeah we'll do it Mm -hmm. We'll do it, baby. We
1: will do it. We'll film it. It'll be fucking fantastic. Hold us to it because we might forget, to be honest. But if you want to see it,
0: let us know in the DMs. And then we'll know you listened to the whole episode.
1: Yeah, exactly. So remind us, once you hear this, DM us and and tell us that you want to, or comment on any of our pictures and tell us that you want to see the video and we'll do it.
0: Hell yeah. Okay. That's a (laughs) pleasure. And we love you. We
1: love you so much. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see see you next week with
0: a league of their own. Oh, a league
1: of their own. I'm so stoked. That's gonna be so fun.
0: Hell yeah. All right. Love you. you. Bye. Bye.